Welcome to the podcast that demands ambition, passion, and courage in order to succeed in this mission called life. All you have to do is just pass your limit. Go beyond your restraints by embracing the physical, intellectual, and emotional suck that life will throw at you. I'm your host, Ugo. I do not claim to be the subject matter expert, but I will share my experiences and I'll ask my guests to do the same. The discussions will be guided by honesty and civility. Some episodes will have guests, but most of them will be me and you. No excuses accepted here, people. None. I'm excited to get after it. So without further ado, let's go. yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. Powerful words from Sun Tzu in the book, The Art of War. Those words can be applied to everyday life and it resonates with me because I've experienced it firsthand. Actually, several times I've experienced it. See, I've been quick to identify my enemies, always pointing out how people have wronged me, looking for faults in personal relationships, friendships, co-workers, but I never self-reflected. I was stuck in a duplicitous mindset, and that is a very dangerous place to be. If you don't know yourself and really take the time to get to know yourself, how can you reasonably know other people? I mean, to lead other people, you must first lead yourself which means self-accountability, self-reprimand. You have to reprimand yourself, you know? When you do things wrong, call yourself out, get it done, and move forward. For instance, let me ask you this. Do you remember the last time that you were wrong, wrong or did bad at anything? Let me say that again. Do you remember the last time that you were wrong or the last time you did bad at anything? If your answer is no, then you, my friend, need to shake that duplicity off. See, if you walk around your office, for those of us that work or school, whatever you do, if you work around your office complaining about how everybody else is lazy, disrespectful, annoying, or doing the wrong things, guess what? You are the common denominator. Hence, if you walk around or if you live your life thinking that other people smell like feces, (laughs) then you are the shit. You are what stinks the place up. Fix yourself. Humility is paramount in in this journey that we're all taking. This journey we call life. It's important to be humble. Because if you ever have to tell yourself or tell somebody else how good you are, you're not that good. I'm a type A personality, I know. But I, I have to catch myself from time to time from making that mistake of feeding myself BS. I always have to remind myself, hey, you're not that good. Tomorrow's another day for you to 
put another foot forward and be better. That rent, that rent of success is due every day. And if you don't pay it one day, then it's uh it's overdue, brother. It's what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me today? What can you do for me tomorrow? That's the mindset. So going back to if you ever have to tell somebody how good you are, you're not that good. You need to remember that. And remember to have that civility and use it as your guide as you have any type of discourse with other people. Don't get me wrong. Hold the line. Do not tolerate disrespect from anyone. But respect everyone. See, I don't care if people like me. Seek me out for advice or not. But I seriously care that no one gets away with disrespecting me. And quick quick caveat to that. I'm not talking about violence. You know, that's a shallow way of resolving anything. If you ever have to respond to disrespect with violence, then more than likely that disrespect was warranted. So it's important to be wise and use your words to um, combat ignorance because there are a lot of ignorant people out there. Only use violence in response to violence. Violence begets violence. That's when I go default aggression when somebody tries to be aggressive towards me. But it's important that we use our words because words do matter. So as we navigate our day and our life, it is important for us to understand that everyone has problems. I've talked about this ad nauseum. Bad days will visit us, but we cannot run from bad days. If I say this all the time. If you fear to suffer, you suffer from what you fear. So why run from the bad days? Embrace the suck, look up to the bad days, and take the lessons learned. Because guess what's coming not not too distant future it's another bad day your response is everything and that's when i that's what i mean when i talk about bad days are a blessing it gives you that answer key to success right there in a bad day you have that grieving period where would you you don't want that to happen to you but it has and other things will happen so why not learn from the experience? Don't add to your stress and your depression, your anxiety. Don't worry. Don't, don't focus on spilled milk. You know? Focus on how to clean it up. Too many people are like, oh, this happened to me. This. But listen to what we're saying happened. This happened to me. It's happened. You can't change the past. However, you have a say in your future. So your response is everything. See, when I hurt myself earlier this year, my initial response was bad. I felt pity for myself, which pulled me back into a serious depression. I remember getting a call from my friend Franklin, and we talked for over an hour about my mental health. He helped me see the bright side. Then I spoke with my best friend, Dennis. 
he clearly articulated what I what I needed to hear and my worth and to me and to him. He really told me what I needed to hear. My friend Jermaine, he he dropped everything he was doing. He came over to my house, sat with me. He could see I could hardly walk. I could see in his face that he was worried, but at the same time, he smiled and he was upbeat and trying to cheer me on. But I could I could tell that he was worried about my mental health and my physical health. Then there's Melissa. She flat out kept me reaching out to me and she made sure I understood the opportunity before me and how blessed I was to be in that situation, to overcome that adversity and be ready to be better, better, a better person, a better man. See, it's easy to say the things that you do when things are going well. But nothing equalizes us like adversity. It's awesome. When it lands at your feet, understand that you're blessed. That's your opportunity. See, things could always could always be worse than what they are right now. But who are we to think that we don't deserve the pain that we're feeling? That somebody else should embrace it. How about you think about you're built for it? In fact, you earned it. Take pride in the bad day and find the good in it and make yourself stronger. See, my, my, my issue was I was trying to do a thousand straight flutter kicks and I popped my stomach open. I earned it. Hey, I was getting some. But I learned from like, hey, man, you really shouldn't be doing that, especially after you just did it the day before. I got some clarity from that. So I learned from that experience and I made myself better. And I break this down. Stay with me. I break this down into a military order. Those of us in the military will understand this and for those listening that are not in the military, I'll break it down. So in the military order, it is broken down into an acronym known as SMIAC. And SMIAC is the S stands for situation. The M stands for mission. E is execution. A is administration and logistics. And C is C2, so command and control. I would argue that the most important part in the military order is found in the mission because it contains the commander's intent. The commander is the leader, passing on the order. In the commander's intent, that's where the commander issues or articulates the goal of that action to his or her subordinates. Stay with me. So there are three elements of, of commander's intent. There's the purpose, there's the method, and there's the end state. The purpose of an operation should be enduring. So the uni unity of effort should be decentralized. And I'm talking military terms now, and I apologize, but I'll break it down. In essence, central centralized planning at the higher levels where everyone comes together and understands what the commander wants, because the commander is there as well. Then after everybody's on the same page at the higher level, it's pushed down to the subordinates to execute at the lower level. 
However, they're not told exactly how to do it so they can have that freedom of thought and it allows ingenuity, right? And people get what needs to be done, done. The method should be specific in which the commander should tell people what must be done. So in the order, we have what's called specified tasks. But a thing that's not in the order is called an implied task. Let me break this down a little bit further. A specified task, to keep it simple, is like a boss telling a subordinate, I need you to clean this floor, whatever floor it is. The implied task is you will use a broom or a vacuum to clean it. That's up to the subordinate to decide. So, but a military aspect of it is like a specified task is saying you want an aircraft carrier to be in the Middle East. Well, the implied task is the aircraft carrier will have aircraft on it, like jets, helicopters, and other ships to protect it. That's not in the order. Then we have the end state. The goal of all the action. What is it? How clear is it? Superimpose all I've just said on a bad day and break it down to three things. Purpose, method, and end state. In purpose, you find a lesson in, in, your, in whatever adversity you're facing. And intentionally convince yourself that you deserve it because this is your path, your purpose. Two, find the gaps out of the situation by developing a method to adjust to your new normal. Like me, I got hurt. I got a new normal now. You're never the same after surgery, but that doesn't mean I can't get stronger, but I have to navigate my new normal. See, don't try to get back to your old self. That's over. You have two choices. Be stronger now and be the best person you could be or reminisce about the person you used to be, which will hurt your present life. In essence, you would not be living in the moment. With option two, it's important to live in the moment. With option two, you're living in the past doesn't help anything then three the end state it's self-explanatory where do you want to go what do you want it to be remember the four tenets of mental toughness arousal control goal setting visualization and positive self-talk let me say it again the four tenets of mental toughness are Goal setting, you have to set goals. Visualization, you need to see where you want to be. Long-term thinking. Positive self-talk. You need to get yourself out of that gutter. Because you won't always have all my friends in my village like I had when I was hurt. You need to be able to talk to yourself and give yourself that positive reinforcement. Then you have arousal control. Be able to control your emotions. Determine your next path. See, my injury made me stronger. 
The day's friends betrayed me made me stronger. The day's family betrayed me made me stronger. The day I got called out for a typo. I love typos. I love having typos. When I write something on the internet or I write an email and I see a typo after the fact, I don't cringe. I love it. Because it shows me I have that opportunity to get better. I'm human. I'm not perfect. So, since I have that opportunity to get better, why not embrace it? Would I... I don't like having a typo in things I write. But I like catching it. Self-accountability. It's making you better so you know, hey, that's not how to spell that word. Or that doesn't belong in that sentence. Little things like that. Daily victories. Bad days are a blessing, people. Because they provide clarity. Bad days are a blessing because they give us the answer key to success. Bad days are a blessing because they callous our minds. Bad days are a blessing because that's life. The acceptance of a bad day will fuel you to crush the next day. You cannot avoid bad days, so why don't you do it with a smile? Hmm? Why not have a smile when you... When you have a bad day at work and you have that boss that pisses you off. Speaking of a boss. Don't take bad days for granted, people. Don't ever forget them. Be it a bad day at work, a relationship, marriage, sex, surgery. The list goes on. Don't ever forget them. I'm telling you, man. You cannot forget them because guess what's coming, coming at you again? Another bad day. Another freaking bad day because life doesn't let up. See, I thank those people that helped me get through one of my bad days. Franklin, Jermaine, Dennis, Melissa. I thank you. Who ya? But they won't always be there for me. See, our minds have to actively prepare for adversity because it is inevitable. You need to calm yourself. I always talk about die calm. Because if death is approaching, the worst thing you could do is make it worse. If you get into a car accident, the worst thing you could do is panic. Die calm. Clear your thoughts and attack. Look at things from another perspective. Have that paradigm shift. Imagine working for a boss that you think is incompetent and sucks. What if you think... You've got it all figured out yourself. Well, you could probably, or if you think you, you could do their job better than them, then you could probably help them, right? Then why are you not projecting influence to help that boss? Which in turn will help you, the organization, the entire team. Where is your self-accountability? If that boss sucks and they work with you and you're so good, you should be able to help that boss. You should be able to project influence to that boss and help him get better. But oh no, what we want to do is sit in the corner and complain. Let me bitch and complain again because my boss said this. No. How about you knuckle up and face that adversity? Not your boss. Don't knuckle up with your boss. 
Knuckle up and face adversity. Roll your sleeves up. Do what needs to be done. Join the team and make the team better. I talk to people a lot. I ask them, hey, how do you rate yourself? How do you rate yourself? On a scale of one to five, five being the best. People always stay around that four or five. Rate your organization. The command climate. The happiness of everybody else. They're like two or three. Then do you consider yourself a leader? Oh, yes, I do. Well, if you're a leader and you think you're a four or five, why is your organization at a two or three? Why are you not projecting influence to make other people better? See, I complain a lot, too, but I I check myself, too, because I want to be part of the problem. Because when I now become part of the problem, I can be part of the solution. Let me explain that. If my work sucks, I want people to say, oh, it's because I work with him. Then I have an opportunity to be a better person, a better employee to make them one day say, man, I love working with him. There are two types of people, man. They're the people that excite a room when they walk in that room. And then they're the people that excite a room when they walk out of that room. I want to be the person that excites a room when I walk in that room. And the way I could do that is take ownership, project influence, and make my bad days a blessing. So I implore you to do the same thing. Stop complaining. Get out there and get after it. Embrace your bad days and make it a blessing. Booyah. Till next time, we'll talk again. I'm motivated right now, but remember it's on you. It's on freaking you. Nobody else's fault. It's self-accountability. Call yourself out. And get after it. Hoo-yah.